And we're back with the scary music. It's Kiddish Club. <laughs> I apologize for the scary music, but uh, I mean, this is a serious time. So serious times call for serious music. And so I know. our usual intro music has been replaced for now. But for never now. fear, it will be back. But if you're, if you're just tuning in now, this is Kiddish Club. Generally, we, we come at you once a week. And it's been almost daily the last week and week and a half, a week and a day, really. Well, um, calm down. It's been it's been three times a week. <laughs> not more than three times a week. But it, it's, it's still been, a lot. It's been tough. Yeah, it's, it's it's not easy. It's it's a, it's not an easy time. Uh, it's but also you know it's like maybe maybe for some people Kiddish Club overload. Could it be? Could it be too much Kiddish Club? I don't know. It's definitely Kiddish Club overload for me. I don't know about the listeners. <laughs> I had enough, bro. I had enough. Listen, this I think everybody. Hard. Besides, for you, everybody is kind of dealing with the same with the same emotion. You know, it's a it's very heavy. It's ve- it's so sad. There's nowhere to turn. You know, whichever direction you turn, it's just it's none of it is good. So people have to kind of you know make their way. It's a week already, week and a half already, almost. So yeah, but unfortunately, the problem is even though as as time goes on. Uh, we keep finding out more information, and it's it's usually not great. You know, it's it's usually not great. But I mean, there there are there are some good silver lines, a lot of silver linings, and, and we should talk about some of them. And I think we can. So I do have to say, the Biden administration has been unbelievably supportive of Israel, and uh, something that we were all afraid of, and they've come through. You know, shining. Uh, at the same time, that's not to say that there aren't voices of dissent. Uh, even in the uh, in Congress, for example, there's a uh, story that's coming out now. There was a, a bill that was, uh, I'm sorry, a resolution that just passed the Senate that 99 out of 100 senators signed that expresses support for Israel. And it, re- quote, reaffirms Israel's right to self-defense and is committed to helping Israel safeguard its people from future aggression. It also expresses support for restocking Israel's weapons supply and urges additional sanctions against Iran over its support for terror proxies. This was signed by 99 out of 100 senators, which is great. I want to know who the one is. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> it was none other than Rand Paul. Now, really? Th- yeah, that's not a shock. Rand Paul isolationist. I feel like that's unexpected. No, he's an isolationist. He doesn't believe that he's been very public about the fact that he doesn't believe the United States should be giving Israel any money whatsoever. He's quote I could quote him saying Israel's a very rich country. I think they can take care of themselves. So he knows that this resolution is going to be tied to money going to Israel, and he is just he's against it. And it's when he was running for president was the same story. He said it openly is that he's against giving any money to Israel. Well, I don't think what he's saying is true. I think Israel struggles. I feel like Israel, the country, is like 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 a middle class family. You know what I mean? Like they have enough. They can't do anything extravagant. Like once you need Iron Dome missiles, you know, and 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 uh, weaponry and things like that, then you know it's time to go to the gamach. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it, it's worth noting, by the way, the money that uh, the United States, for the most part, the the I think it's uh, what is it, four or five billion that America gives, is earmarked. Israel has to actually use that money to buy equipment from the United States, so that money is essentially going out of one pocket and going into the other. 
So it's not like that money is going to help the economy. That money is going to actually buy more uh, U.S. materiel. And uh, we know that Israel is in desperate need right now, especially uh, of Iron Dome missiles. Uh, Raytheon cannot produce them quick enough for Israel, unfortunately, because of the amount of rocket fire that's coming from Gaza. That's an interesting deal, though. Like, I will give you money to spend in my store. Right. Right. So it's basically like a Chinese auction. (laughs) Yes. I'm just saying, like, let's not, like, you're giving me money to spend in your own store. You're going to make your making. Yes, that's correct. So, so it, so it's, it's not really accurate when people say, you know, you know, even Rand Paul, it's, it's not really accurate. That money is coming back into the U.S. economy. It's not going into Israel and, and, and staying there. Also, we have a breaking story. Hamas has now said that they will release all civilian hostages in an hour if Israel stops bombing Gaza. Hmm. I, I guess it's important to say that, that it's Tuesday, right? Yes. <laughs> it's important <laughs> to say it's Tuesday. Uh, we don't know where this is going to lead at the time of recording. That's the, that's the news. Uh, I don't believe it for a second. I don't believe it for a second. I don't know. These are, are such difficult. Like, you have to be a general to be able to make these calls, you know? Yes. What do you do in such a situation? And Israel always being the, you know, humanitarian and, you know, citizens come first. Yes. They avoid civilian casualties as much as possible. But we're uh, talking about our own people. We're not even talking about civilian casualties. We're talking about our people. We want them back. Deliver yes. them. Right? Yes. That's priority number one. Well, Mm, I don't know if it's priority number one right now. I mean, Israel's been very uh, open about the fact that they're not they're not going to do any type of hostage deal right now. Right now, uh, it's retaliation, and it's in you know basically hitting at at Hamas targets. But also, you have to remember another thing. This is Hamas taking care of like literally taking care of babies. Like it's Hamas daycare down there. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the video. It's I, it's like they were yeah. rocking strollers and carrying yes. babies. I don't I don't I'm not even like I don't think that they're actually treating them humanely. They probably did that for the for the cameras. For sure, for sure. Sadly, it's it's a very hard situation, but you have to remember like w- what are they doing with with kids and infants and and moms? Like it's not an ideal situation for them. They're probably like okay, okay, like like we we want to give most of these kids back <laughs> to <Yeah>. you guys. <laughs> Take the kids. Take the kids, you know, we'll hang on to some adults. We need to, like, just keep in mind that these hostages are, they're suffering. There's no two ways about it. There's no way it's humane. There's no way it's its comfortable for anybody. And, you know, we want that to be priority number one. I, but obviously we don't call the shots. But obviously everybody wants, every, you know, the, the hostages to come home safe. And I feel weird calling them hostages because there are people. Right, we we want right. our family, our relatives, our kids, our brothers and sisters. We want them home. Yeah, I mean it's horrible if you look at some of the people that they have. I, I mean, we saw. I think we uh, we either retweeted it or we posted it somewhere that J.K. Rowling was asked asked to retweet a picture of a young girl who was taken hostage who is autistic, and she's a Harry Potter fan. And I think it was the IDF posted a picture of her. Uh, and said, you know, J.K. Rowling, can you retweet this, please? And it was a picture of this 
autistic Israeli girl who's a hostage dressed up, you know, in Harry Potter gear. And J.K. Rowling, to her credit, she did actually retweet it. And not just that, she she expressed, the, you know, her disdain for everything yes. that's going on. So that's, yes. you know, it's it's important. And I have to tell you, another thing that's just striking me is how, how in the world are we in a situation where there's people that are in support of what occurred? I just can't, I can't wrap my mind around it, that there are actually people that say, you know what, Hamas is justified, or, 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 or just not having complete and total, utter shock and disbelief and, and, and disgust and horror. I, I just can't understand how there's people out there that are like this. And the only thing that my mind takes me to is that, is that it feels like Hashem is like allowing the lines to be super clear here. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. And I'll you tell know? you something else. You're right. And and what many people, and I have to say Fox News has been unbelievable in their coverage. Um, even if you're supportive of the Palestinians and you want them to have a state, et cetera, et cetera, it's, you could say we support Palestinians having a state, but we're against Hamas beheading children. You know, that's okay. You could say that. Um, I mean, it's not a, ideal. Let's get that straight. It's, it's not, not ideal, ideal but, but you know, but it's something. But that but makes you, you could, normal. That makes yes. you human. But and to draw a contrast, there was a, there was a young boy who was uh, stabbed to death by an American, a non-Jew, uh, a Palestinian boy, here in the United States. Over a hundred Jewish groups came out condemning it. I'm still waiting for ten of the Muslim groups to condemn Hamas. Could we get five, ten? A hundred groups condemned one killing. But I also want to point out another story that came out, which is that Senator Tom Cotton has written a letter to the Department of Homeland Security, and he is asking that anyone who is here from one of these countries that supports Hamas, Hamas is a recognized terrorist organization, according to United States law, if you show any support for a terrorist organization, even if it would be social media, you are deported. So he is now calling for the Department of Homeland Security to deport all these people we see at these rallies that are here on student visas, deport them. I would love nothing more. You're waiting for Muslim uh, organizations to denounce terrorists and terror. I, I don't even want to talk about them. I, I'm just talking about the regular people. Regular people that you see in the street, regular people that you know because they have some sort of platform, and not everybody's doing it. And and it, to me, it is bizarre because common sense says that this is not okay. And, I, and you just and and there's such a lack of that just common sense, common core value. It, it, it is it's 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 America. This is who America is. Just what's right and for to see people standing on the other side it's just shocking a hundred percent a hundred percent and uh like i think it's like you said you know the the lines are being drawn and it's very clear and we know who they are uh we, we see what's going on in the university campuses uh there's a big movement now of uh jews or jewish affiliated people who are divesting from universities we're seeing it happen to harvard uh, with uh, former Governor Huntsman and the Huntsman Foundation. We're seeing it with uh, University of Pennsylvania, Penn. 
uh, and Colombia, Colombia, and it's it's good to see. You know, we're seeing uh, we see what happened with Harvard, where there was a call f- to uh, rescind job offers for anyone who uh, was part of the group that expressed those uh, pro Hamas leanings, and so there is. You know, at the end of the day, there is a lot that people could do. People don't realize that you don't necessarily have to be in tremendous positions of power. And we saw, I don't know who was responsible for it, but they hired a truck that drove around doxing all the people that supported from Harvard, uh, all the people that were on the, the student organization that supported Hamas, and it was driving around doxing, writing the names of the people that supported it, and so that they should get their names out there in the world. And then companies may want to think twice about extending job offers to these people. I have to tell you, it, it's great to see. You know, people don't understand, well, not everybody understands, that universities, they, they run largely through donors. And at least the Jewish donors are pulling back now, you know? Yes. And it's, it's just great to see that. That made me feel good. Absolutely. Also, it's worth noting, uh, we know that the, the first video from Hamas was released yesterday of one of their hostages. Uh, her name is Mia Shem, and uh, she was on, and of course, they made it look like they're taking good care of her. Uh, she said that she had three-hour surgery on her arm, and she looks, you know, she, she claims that, you know, they're taking care of her, they're feeding us, everything's fine. You know, we're, none of, <laughs> obviously, we're not fooled, we're not morons, and we know that there are, you know, AK-47s that are trained on her, making sure she says exactly what they want. So hopefully right. we, you know, we get her, we get her back soon, as well as all the rest of the hostages. Also, Israel has now confirmed that they have struck and destroyed the home of one of Hamas's leaders, uh, Ismail Haniya, who basically bases himself in in Qatar. Uh, his home was he wasn't there. But his home in, in uh, Gaza was destroyed, and 14 of his family members were killed, including his brother and his nephew, who uh, were called out in this news article, I assume, because they're active in Hamas. Of I course, also heard his son uh, was killed as well by possible. the idea. I'm reading the Times of Israel here. It doesn't mention it. But look, any, any loss of innocent human lives is uh, horrible. But the blame for that goes to Hamas. It's yeah, no, I don't. Shoulders. I highly doubt that his son is, you know, an innocent bystander. Agreed, agreed. And you know what? Uh, Shapiro made a point on his podcast, and I think it was a very good point. If, if for all those people screaming that Israel should de-escalate and not go into Gaza, et cetera, et cetera, what you're doing is you're saying if you're a terrorist and you go and you run behind human shields, you're going to get away with anything you want to get away with. What do you think they're going to do next? They're just going to keep doing that and keep putting human shields in front of them. In fact, right. we have the IDF released video footage of a convoy of Gazans trying to leave Gaza, and they were bombed by Hamas, preventing them from leaving. They want the human shields. The best thing we could do is to continue attacking them to make sure they understand you, you're doing this to your own people, and it's not going to stop us. So the, the, the difficult part here... With, with this conflict in general, because to be honest, this feels like it felt every single time it has happened before, right? It's, I can tell you, like, 
in, in three days is going to be talks about a ceasefire and then maybe that'll happen or maybe it won't happen. It's just, it seems like it's the same thing over and over. And I think what Shapiro is calling for is like, let's just finish this job once and for all. I know it's not going to be easy, but if we don't, we're just going to continue this same cycle and do it over and over again. The difficult part for Israel is, is that this is a, a, a battle that is being waged on the world stage. Right. So, so it's, it's, you can, you, you, it's so hard to be so correct and right. sometimes and frustrating and, and frustrating. Yeah. And it may just be time for Israel to say, you know, I just have to bite the bullet. I'm going to look bad, but it'll be done. Right. And right. we won't deal with this, uh, you know, six times over the next 12 years. hundred percent. Also breaking news coming out from Israel, from Gaza now. So a hospital in Gaza was blown up. Uh, the Palestinians are claiming it's a genocide, it's a crime against humanity. New information coming out now that there's a high probability that this hospital actually blew up because of friendly fire on the Hamas side. So one minute before a rocket blew up a hospital in Gaza, Hamas announced on Telegram that they were launching their most robust weapons in the arsenal at Haifa. No rockets ended up reaching Haifa. So they announced that they're about to shoot. They had videos of rockets going out from that area. And one minute later, there's no record of any Israeli airstrikes. The running theory right now is that they accidentally blew themselves up and uh, secondary explosions from all the ammunition that they keep in the hospitals, because we know that's where they keep it. That's what ended up blowing up the hospital. I think everybody knows that that's a possibility. It's just going to be, you know, a challenge to prove it. You know, because you know what the Palestinian side is going to be doing. You know that Hamas is going to be sending out insane images from a blown up hospital saying, look what Israel did. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And so, you know what? At the end of the day, we know you and I both know. And I think all, the, all of our listeners know that we're not going to win the PR war. We know who's going to win that PR war. It's not going to be us. So we have to just stay tough, you know, Get, get some thick skin and buckle up. But you know what? On the plus side, we've never been more armed in the PR war, uh, war. In what way? Because everybody is posting. Because of social media, there is more of a transparency. You know, it used to be one-way videos. You used to have uh, the Palestinians showing videos of people injured. And then all the only thing coming from Israel is just like these thermal images of of, of buildings blowing up. That's all we had. Today, it's it's very different. Today, every uh, every person is but, able to just you know, upload I'm, right I'm onto gonna, social. I'm going to disagree with you because you see that even Ilhan Omar, people, you know, they, they're claiming that, you know, some of these images that have come out of, of Israel, they're claiming are fake and they're claiming they're AI. And I Ilhan saw that. Omar, yeah, and Ilhan Omar and AOC were, were, were responding to these saying, uh, please, you know, make sure to double check that that these images are real, implying that the images are fake. Then Ilan Omar, of course, goes goes on to retweet someone else that had images of babies on it, of uh, dead Palestinian babies, and that was actually an image from 2013, from the Syrian Syrian war in 2013. Nothing to do with Israel. So she was guilty of exactly what she was claiming. So I, I think at the end of the day, we're not going to win it. We're not going to win it. We have the technology. We have the information. The IDF is being very transparent 
I don't think we're going to win it. But also good to see Florida governor and presidential hopeful Ron DeSantis. He's come out insanely supportive of Israel. He has now said that not a single dollar of humanitarian aid will be going to Gaza from Florida. He's also said openly that he rejects the calls for receiving any refugees whatsoever from Gaza because, in his words, even if they are not pro-Hamas, they are all anti-Semitic. Strong words, but Very you know what? Strong it, words. It, it, it's probably not that off base. <laughs> I I would tend to agree. You know, did you see those videos that were coming out purporting to be uh, Israel's laser, Israel's yes. laser defense yes. system? <laughs> yes. Those turned I mean, out to be fake. Yeah, but, unfortunately. Right, but how cool! Like, if that's the future, I'm I'm, it is. I'm down with it. It is. It is. And you know that Marjorie Taylor Greene was glued to her screen. <laughs> she can't She can't wait till the space laser comes out. <laughs> She's like, I knew it. I knew it. I told y'all. I did tell y'all. But the truth is, the accuracy is going to be way better. Because even now, with Iron Dome and David Sling, some get through. Right? Some, yes. There are some hits. There are some missiles that just are not intercepted. I can't imagine that happening with a laser. I think that's going to pick up every single one. Oh, yeah. Man. At the speed of light. Gotta love it. Okay, it looks like our guest is ready, uh, and we're going to cut away right now to our guest. And we're joined right now by a friend of ours. His name is Daniel Esses. He is an oiler from uh, America to Eretz Israel. He moved in 2004, 2005, around that time. And he's also a volunteer with United Hatzalah there, and we're going to be getting from him some information on what's going on, what's going on right now, boots on the ground, what's going on with uh, the soldiers, what's going on with Hatzalah. Uh, welcome, Daniel. Thank you, guys. Thank you, gentlemen, for uh, having me. Always a pleasure to reconnect to good old friends back in the day, back in the hood. So, Daniel, tell us a little bit about, I mean, we, we have a photo of you. It's actually our cover art on this episode is of you uh, going into a helicopter, a United Hatzalah helicopter. So just tell us, from your perspective, what went down as the horrible incident happened? What were you doing and what happened? What did you do? All right, I, again, I think the nation and the Jewish people, Klai Yisrael as a whole, is really still in shock. And really, we can't comprehend what happened. And it's going to take us a long time to, to really figure out what happened, how, why, what, We'll put that down later. It was still initial phase of shock. Um, it was Shabbat morning, Shabbos morning last week. Uh, I did happen to hear some boom, boom, about 7, 7.30 in the morning. And I just figured we're going in to, you know, say hello to our neighbors down the block. Because it happens <laughs> once It happens once in a while. Wait, where do you live? Where do you I live? live? In, I live in Ramat Beit Shemesh, Aleph. Anybody wants to come visit, you know. Where is that geographically? How close are you to the south? We're, we're in range, but not too close. Meaning, so so let me let me let me tell you, we've we've had sirens in the past, um, throughout the years that we've lived here. So last Shabbos morning, Shabbat morning, the holiday, I uh, went to wake up the boys, my children. I went onto the balcony just to take a look because I can't see smoke, uh, and I did see some smokes, but I wasn't sure what it was. Went to shul, started praying, close to about nine a.m. First siren goes off, and everybody's in shock. Because we weren't expecting anything. Okay? A couple minutes later, second siren goes off. Okay, now we know something's happening. I ran home. I grabbed my Ichud walkie, put it on. 
try to figure out, you know, God forbid something's happening to be a little bit more alert to what's doing. Went back to shul. Word started to spread because there are some non-Jews who live in the area. They have help. Those who need help. Starting to hear what's happening. People infiltrated uh, the, the south. 100, 200, nobody knew numbers. We're praying in shul. Another siren goes off. Hashem Yishua, what's happening? We go outside. And the last time they said something like this happened was probably Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur War. We see cars, Shabak, and driving around. Um, officers, uniform officers in their full gear go pulling people out of shul. 18, 19, 20-year-olds running to their homes, packing their tefillin, packing their army gear, getting it up, and everybody going into cars and, and just moving. And then word started to spread. Okay, this is serious. Something's going on. Ikhud Hatzala then sent out an announcement to everybody by the walkie-talkies. We urgently need people down south. Whoever could go, go. I, unfortunately, was not Zohreh, Zohreh, to, to be the ones to do it on Shabbat. A little uh, internal family conversation whether I should go, shouldn't go. Uh, thank God, Baruch Hashem, we have children, and they were very, very nervous and scared. So I put their mind at ease and said, I'm, I'm, I'm not going. Uh, we went back to shul, tried to finish what's happening. Later that evening, we turned on the news and just pure devastation, um, shock and awe, unfortunately. Uh, next morning, I really couldn't sleep. I said, you know what, I can't. I have to do something. I reached out to some of my connections in in Ichud and every Ichud. I mean, thank God, Baruch Hashem, we're, we're fortunate where the, the Jewish people, I'm yourself, they are willing to help at almost everything. And this is one of the silver linings which we can see now the tons and tons of outpouring love and help and money that's been just coming into the country. But the next morning, every Ikhud member wanted to go and help. And, you know, I spoke to somebody, go, went to Yushalayim. They sent us down to right outside of where it was. Everybody had to get a um, a, a vest and helmet. A um, What's the vest I'm talking about? Bulletproof, Bulletproof vest. vest. Bulletproof mm -hmm. vest, helmet, go down. And then everybody was put into shifts and ambulances. And then just go and, and help whoever you can. So that picture of the helicopter is a little... Uh, I, I am full disclosure. It was just a pose, you know, just to let, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great pick. But the helicopter, pick. the helicopter did land there. People were transported there. I went there, and, you know, to make everybody look good. So that's that. That's what's happening. And what did you see when you were, I mean, w w w what confronted you? Things we could only just begin to imagine. I'm sure there are people who have seen, you know, TVs, I don't like to say the M-word movies or whatever, but but literally, um, we got in. Everybody who went into the hospital, who went into the ambulance, had to have somebody armed with them in the ambulance because this, again, this is less than twenty-four hours later. We are literally there in, in right. I don't want to say we, ground zero. Yeah, we know that the terrorists were still active. I mean, there's Correct. still terrorists active inside Correct. Israel, and that's another story we're going to get because I'm I'm I mean, we need filot. The scary thing is, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist as some other people on this call might be, but from <laughs> from from the time they reached the wall, right? And if you could pull up a map or a geographical location, and anybody who's listening can, from that specific time, it took maybe plus minus two and a half, three hours till um, people understood what was going on. From that point in Israel, you could get anywhere you want in Israel, and nobody will know the difference. So Hashem Yishmur, if there are cells just sleeper cells we won't know we have no clue we oh no wow clue. no clue nobody's talking about that two and a half hours three hours later you can go anywhere north to self 
Well, there, there are some people, we had some people on the show actually who actually spoke about that and maybe you want to call it a conspiracy theory, but they were saying how it's almost impossible that, that there was so much time went by without a response. And there's almost no explanation at this point. Hashem uh, runs the world. Uh, we can't, uh, Hashem sure. runs the world. How did it happen? You know, uh, I mean, there's always people who are going to say, I think Hashem's running the world. How, what, why? We have no clue and we never will know. Uh, I, I, I don't like to believe it. But again, I don't think I don't think that it qualifies, though, as a conspiracy theory. I mean, that's a, a genuine concern. Because like you said, nobody knows what is happening and nobody knows who's going where and what are they doing. So, you know, until until like the only hope, I think, is that intelligence kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, on interrogation gets that information out. If that was the original plan, like if the original plan was, OK, you guys go in and do damage and you guys go in and hide that could, you know, interrogation could uncover that. We'd like we'd like to believe that based on all of the, you know, previous history, what we've learned is. The almighty IDF, Sahal, Monema, time, all these numbers right now. And it's no refer to them. Shave Efes, my friend. That's it. Everybody's been brought down to, to, to the ground. There is no greatness anymore. Hashem, that is. Whatever it is. And, and you know what? You might be right. Interrogation here. But it could be, you know, let's distract them here and do something here. Nobody knows. Right. We're all waiting. Right. I have a... I have a, a interesting question to ask you. I think I know the answer. Uh, you're a native of the United States. You grew up in the United States. Uh, as this was going down, uh, what was going on in your mind? Was there any thought like, I wish I were back in America? Never. Never. In, it is not, you ask that question, I have goosebumps. Never did that thought cross my mind. Never. And it's and again, I'm not one to judge sometimes nicely. You know, I, I try not to be too judgmental. People were, were not the American civilians. Jewish Americans were running out of the country like there's no tomorrow. That's well, correct. What got into us? What what got it? What got it? Oh, 9-11 didn't happen. The, the the Majnun case in the subway. Oh, he's not there. The rocks that were being spread. Guys, remember this less than a year ago? Rocks on every corner because they're going to come. Oh, we're safe there? Do me a favor. There's a false sense of security in our comfort zone. And that could be one of the messages that we have here. I'm no greater than anybody else. I, I'm I'm zoche, I'm honored, I'm privileged, I'm lucky to be living here. I am scared sometimes, my scheme. But the, excuse me, America is even better. UK is even better. What's going on in the colleges across America in New York City? You have these animals protesting, supporting the butchering and mass murder of innocent people. And nobody's saying a word. Where are all the celebrities and the sports teams and all these politics? Where are they? Where, where are they defending us? Few zero, and far between. Zero. Imagine one rocket from Mexico comes over to Texas. There is no more Cancun in Acapulco, my friends. <laughs> Find the new no winter vacation destination. No more Mexico. <laughs> That's 100% true. So, it's scary. It's scary. It riles me up. Uh, it's so sad. It's unfortunate. So even, even you with your family in a bunker, you were still saying, Baruch Hashem, this is where I'm supposed to be. I would love to show you, there was maybe back in May, I have to check when the last time of round of, you know, bombs were coming up, I did something I really shouldn't have. I ran to the roof and I filmed it. And you and I have to find it, I'll send it to you. I ran to the roof because when the sirens go off in our neighborhood, meaning they, they're close by, you see the Iron Dome intercept and then the cloud of smoke. 
And I went up and I looked and I hear this siren. I'm looking around. They're like, holy cow. That cloud was right on top of my head. No, I'm, I'm here. We're like, everybody knows. Everybody's time is whenever Hashem wants, wherever we are. And we have to truly believe. If we are real ma'amin, then America is not our homeland. We're no safer there than here. And it's scared. What's going to happen to people to realize that? I don't know. And again, it's easy for me to say it here. I've been here for 18 years. I do miss, and you know, uh, both co-hosts understand how much I'm still connected to the community, how much I love everybody there. I miss the schools. I miss the shuls. I miss the learning there. I miss everything there. We, we make sacrifices for the greater good of Claudia Saul and our family and where to be. And it's not easy. Wherever it is, it's not easy. It's never going to be easy. And we all know nothing good is ever easy. Absolutely and that's what right. it is. And that's what it is. And it's sad. What's happening? What's happening? It's so sad. I do have to say one thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I do have no. to say. Go ahead. The love, the love that I personally have been getting from my business networks. People I've spoken to online or just emailed or just even LinkedIn, sending me messages from all over the world. Jews, not Jews. Beautiful. The amount of love and outpouring support coming in for those on the front lines are beautiful. I do have to make a little turn, if I may, and open this up. What about all the boys learning in yeshiva? What about all of Kailo? What about all these shivas? They well, all cleared out. How, no, how, one second. The boys who are still in Israel, in the yeshivas, in the yeshiva katana, in the Kailo, how come we're not? There were millions of dollars in support for them. Here's a gift basket for you and your wife. Here's an extra something for this. Why are they no more important than the soldiers on the front line? It's an excellent question. It's an excellent no, what, point. What, what, what's happening? And if somebody dares to say, excuse me, and this rock, I don't chop. Somebody dares to say, no, they're putting their life, uh, they're putting their life at risk. They're more important. They're more important than learning Torah. So it's echad bale, echad bate. I believe, I don't believe. Well, what's going on? I want, and I'm, I'm happy. To, I, I will put my money where my mouth is. I will drop down one, two, three, four, four, five figures in, in somebody starting a campaign right now for those learning in Colwell. Amazing. Let's you know, heard where, it here where first. Where is it? Al, where, where is it? It doesn't right. exist. Bro, You're hundred percent right. You're hundred percent right. It doesn't exist. I mean, I've given we've we've been collecting on this podcast, and we've been including links for people that can donate. I've never seen anything like that. I think it's an amazing idea, and if you do put that together, or someone does, I, I'm thrilled to join that. You and, guys and have donate. hundreds, thousands of listeners. Let's go. Somebody reach out to me. I'm happy to go hand in hand, and let's start to do it. Show these boys. 18, 19, even the 8, 9, everybody's in yeshiva learning. Torah keeps the world afloat. That's the protection. Let's go. Let's let's roll them with all these gift baskets and their wives and their kids and the yeshiva bathroom. 7, 8, 9, 10 years old. Let's give them. Let's give them ice coffee in the morning and donuts in the afternoon. We're only the chayalim. It's an amazing Where's idea. Where's our true 100%. It's an amazing idea. If anyone listening is interested in actually following up on this, please contact us. You know how to do it. It's hakakishclubpodcast.com. You can contact us also in WhatsApp, and we will put you in touch with our guest, Daniel, and we can actually make it happen, and we can make a huge difference, I think. A thousand I know, and you know how much it will show those who are learning how chashuv they are now? Wow, I also, I also feel that everybody loves me. I also feel that I'm doing my chelik in this world. Why not? Right? I wanted to just ask you one. I know I know we're pressed for time, and I appreciate the time that you've given us already. A quick question. Uh, we're Please. reading a lot of things in the news. We never know what's real or what's not. But one thing we were reading was that the government was was uh, reducing the, uh, I guess, the barriers 
for civilians to arm themselves. Are you seeing the same thing? Are people armed now? Um, so it's a very good point, a very interesting point. It seems to be that there has been a lot of talk about that. I, as you mentioned, am a violent a volunteer for Ihud Salah, United Hatsala, as it's known internationally. And um, when we actually went down on Sunday, they wanted to make sure that everybody was hamush, everybody was armed. So wow. We go into, so we, every Hatsala member was armed? No, no, no. So they had to have, they wanted as many people as possible to be armed. It happened to be for full disclosure and mom, dad, if you're listening, I didn't tell you yet, but surprised about a month and a half ago, two months ago, I actually did apply uh, to, to carry a weapon. Um, those are one of the perks that you have for Ifadachala. We are known as a, you know, part of the defense um, establishment apparatus. here. Apparatus. So they are usually a little bit more lenient or make kill to do it. And then right after this unfortunate incident happened, they were just flying through applications. Um, I had an appointment for next week. They called me in earlier for my appointment. I had my interview. I went down. I did it. So yes, there's, there's a lot more leniency in terms of arming people. And just imagine if those people, Lord Leno, had the opportunity to be armed, how much lives could have been spared. And we're not even talking about... Uh, the, the, the number is just mind-boggling. One last thing. One last thing. The proportions, I'm sure it's been discussed and I'm happy to go and listen to some of your previous recordings is the proportion of what this is to what it would have been like in America this is like 10x of 9-11 10x of 9-11 10x of 9-11 there are some there are some in the media that are saying that especially Fox News Fox News has been saying that repeatedly this is not 9-11 this is much worse than 9-11 not much worse don't give me much worse 10x right but not just in terms of body count in terms of the horror and the horrific way that it went about. This is something that was unheard of. Even the Nazis, Yimach Shemam, did not do what these horrible subhumans did. It reminds me personally of like the stories that you hear from the Beis HaMikdush, like that type of insanity, just barbarism. Correct. And you know what? It's, it's unfortunate. I'm going to swap out to this in a second. If you could let me back in on my mobile so I could go catch my minion. Now, you mentioned that you didn't go the first morning because of the kids. Uh, everyone was scared. How do you talk to your kids? How do you explain to them what happened? How, how do you, how are they supposed to process it and, and be able to sleep at night and not think the worst things? That's a great, great question. Um, we just have to be there and, and show them that they can speak. I, I didn't explicitly tell them all the things that were happening. Unfortunately, word spread fast. And we said, listen, we have to pray and do the best we can. Um, they, they were nervous. And even on Sunday, they didn't want me to go. But they really saw that I felt I had to have to, my, 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 my Jewish obligation, my connection to to, to Kalayasona, I was really, is that got to do something. So they understood it. Um, there is no, there are no words. There really are no words. Just... You know, we just have to pray and do the best we can. And, and thank God, you know, Sunday, almost every house in Beit Shemesh and probably in Israel was just filled with kids packing, baking, cooking for everybody out on the front line. Doing Make those non-stop A thousand percent. A thousand percent. And that's one of the small server linings that we could, you know, sort of get out of, get, get out of this. You know, but again... Yeah, the Oscars for sure. But yeah, the are you, are is you, what came out of it 
but but and and the chesed it's all a great distraction for them but you know when things do begin to settle and they have to go about normal life you know they're going to need some type of way to cope of how to just how to think you know it's hard to live life thinking thinking that there's monsters waiting for you you know uh, 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 beyond the wall a billion percent. If there no no simple answer solution, I do know all the yeshivas, the schools, um, you know, my boys and girls, their their minahalim, their principals and their faculty um, have already had some internal conversations, discussions on how to, you know, potentially broach the subject with the kids. My boy started, my, my eldest son started yeshiva days ago. My youngest son started uh, yesterday again, they're back in the school, in the building. And they're, they're trying to go about it, but I, I think it's more on now a, you know, the uh, faculty and the staff, uh, they they have the tools now. If something off of it happens in the classrooms, or somebody's acting out to discuss it and, and better prepare themselves for that. Uh, I'm lucky and fortunate. My wife is a therapist, so you know, I'm her number one client and customer. So <laughs> it's, uh, I have what to deal with. Are are you That's... guys are you guys still in lockdown, or are you guys out and about now? You and your kids and your wife. No, so so we slowly came out. Um, I'm actually going into Tel Aviv tomorrow. I went into Yushalayim today. I went to Kever Rachel today to pray. Um, so you're seeing the country. Out. The country itself is coming back out, not like COVID. Correct, correct. But much slower, much slower. Listen, we, we unfortunately it's still life, and life goes on, and we have to move on. If we stop and are just crippled, and then the economy, the people then then they really did win, and they really did get it. Our thoughts and our prayers are with the Chayalim in the front line, are with the families who are back home crying, are with the families who have no clue where their children are. 199, 200 captive, no clue where they are. By the way, where's the UN? With the the, the, the first aid, whatever these, these animals are called. Where was it? Human rights or first, uh, first cross? What are they called? The Red Cross. Red Cross. Where, where are they? Worthless. Red Cross, Red Cross, Red Cross Blue Cross, Purple Cross. All the colors in the rainbow. Where are they? Where, where are, are you, they? Hundred percent. Are you guys preparing for the imminent Gaza invasion? I mean, do you, are you on pins and needles saying this is going to happen anytime and what's going to be? So it's so it's so funny. Who says it didn't start yet? Maybe it started. We don't know. Maybe it started. Hmm. We don't know. Interesting. That's one. <laughs> that's one way of looking at it. Correct. You know, it happened to be. I was speaking to my brother earlier. It's like, oh, after they have funny new. You know, there was a guy who was being interviewed with uh, generals, and they said, you know, an interview said, oh, you know, when could we expect the first ground invasion? Uh, what's the next day at Champion Ground? Who says, who says it's going to be a ground invasion? Nobody knows. <laughs> right. Nobody, but, but right. it is very scary. It is very scary. It's no joking matter. It's very scary. We don't know what's going to happen. North, south, east, west. Hashem wa alakim. Ganikudar. 100%. That's it. Beautiful. That's it. Love that song. Love that song. Anyway, I really, listen. You I have to go diving. speaking with Do you it. guys. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm we late. We appreciate the time. I'm late. Always happy to jump on another call with you guys and we can jump into it. And what you're doing at the Kiddush Club, I'm not a fan of Aaron. Don't even mention that <laughs> word. No, I'm sorry. No, please don't. I, I can't. I, just the, the mention of it and the thought of it. I can't. I love <laughs> everybody, but not that thing. No, not <laughs> happening. Not happening. I love you, boys. 
Best we love of luck. you. I'm running Our hearts are with Thank you. Thank you, guys. That's lucha. That's not bad. By the way, Thank by the way, down. by the way, wait, 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 wait. Yes. When are you two guys gonna get on a plane <laughs> and do live interviews here? Big talk. So, so, Step so up. there are there are several solidarity trips that are planning to ah, go. Give me solidarity. We don't want solidarity trips. Oh, you don't want? When are we moving? I give you hundred dollars. Aliyah. I'm gonna go buy hundred dollars worth of uh, ruggleluck and give it out and hit the barakas. <laughs> don't do solidarity. Come, 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 come to live. Come, come see that for a month. Get on the plane tomorrow. Trust me, LL flights are open for everybody coming to the country, my friend. That's I'm right. on the plane. <laughs> Tough guys. Yalla. Yeah, love all shame. around. We love you. Love all we'll around. See you Stay later. safe. Bye. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. I could have spent another two hours with Daniel. Yeah, he's great. He's just great. So much experience. And you're talking about 18 years living in Israel and, and just like being there for all, for everything that kind of took place you know, from Hatzalah's standpoint. Look, you talk about putting your money where your mouth is. <laughs> this is a guy, American-born, regular American guy, took his whole family, moved to Israel, and he's uh, he's living it. He's living it. He's living the, the pain. He's living the triumphs and the tribulations, all of it. He's living it. And um, we're, I'm going to say we're living vicariously through him in a, in a certain sense because we all feel in a certain sense we are one and we we do feel like we're there, we're with him, uh, we're with him in spirit. And, you know, there's a piece of all of us that wants to be there and yeah, like wants I, to be helping. I feel that way. Like when I see him, it's like, okay, I should be there. I should be there. If he can do it, I can do it. And it's just, it, it's it's what's supposed to be. That's how, Absolutely. that's where we should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks again, Daniel. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. And also uh, check out our social media platforms. We are releasing so much more, just different videos and uh, different things as they occur, uh, whether it's on Instagram, on X, and especially on WhatsApp. And you could join the WhatsApp by going to our website, kiddishclubpodcast.com. Or in the show notes, they're right there. We'll see you next time. Kiddish Club out. And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.